you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Your super wildcard weekend is in the books, and the divisional round schedule is set following the Cowboys' win, a convincing win over the Buccaneers in the final game of the weekend, first round of the playoffs. See you later. Second round set up. Welcome to Good Morning Football. We are presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky live in New York City. It's Tuesday, January 17th. I'm Jamie Erdahl. It's Kyle Brandt, Peter Schrager, Jason McCourty. Peter, just kind of acknowledging what we all feel right now, which that was... It's been a lot of football. <laughs> it's been a lot of football. The Monday night experience was like that roller coaster that you're like, I got to stay on this thing. I got to, like, let's go. And then she was off. We had Saturday football week 18, Sunday football week 18. Then we had Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then you look at the schedule for this week and you're like, there are three NFC East teams still alive. You've now got the Jaguars as this red hot team. There's even better. I think divisional weekend is my favorite weekend. You know what I like? We got the best eight teams left. Deadwood, out of here. Yeah. Chargers, get out of here. Bucks, get out of here. These are the best eight let's teams. Go. Now let's figure out let's who's the bigger. Let's put it. Let's look at one of them last night. Two of them. One yes. of them moves on. Time for the lead block. Cowboys versus the Buccaneers in the great sunshine state of Florida. Cowboys, Bucks. All right, here's the deal. Tom Brady uh, coming up first losing season of his career, 8-9, but he's 7-0 all-time against the Cowboys. Cowboys looking for their first road playoff win since the 1992 season. A flex from the Cowboys, a hug from the Cowboys, a great night for the Dallas Cowboys. It really was. In, in a game that was never close, never competitive, 31-14 in Tom Brady's house. Huge night for the Cowboys. Naturally, let's hear from the Buccaneers quarterback. Go ahead. I'm going to go home and get a good night's sleep as good as I can tonight. And, and then... Uh, no, I'm not. You know, I, this has been a lot of focus on you know this game. So, yeah, let's just be one day at a time. 
truly. Complimentary football. Um, and that's the way it's been when this team is on fire. Um, and when this team is on, they make stops. We go and turn into points. And I uh, just got to continue to build off of that. And uh, when we're able to do that, tough team to beat. It was a beautiful night for Dak Prescott. We're going to get into the Tom Brady conversation. Don't you worry. We're here for a couple of hours, but let's talk Dak. Four touchdown passes. He ran one in as well, Peter. Masterful? Is that the best word yeah. to apply the performance last night for uh, the I Cowboys mean, quarterback? The last time we were talking about Dak, it was that he's got the most interceptions in the league and he missed five games. Mm-hmm. And what the heck is going on with Dak Prescott? And then last night, he was as good as any quarterback in all of football. And that includes the great Daniel Jones. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Dak Prescott was amazing. He's better than Brock Purdy? He might have been better than Brock Purdy. What? I don't know if we can go that far. <laughs> he's staring down Tom Brady. You know what I hear? <laughs> NFC. <laughs> yes. Uh, he's running around circles around Tom Brady. I mean, the better quarterback was Dak last night. And the Cowboys were scary good. What I liked about Dak, though, was it wasn't just Dak. It was Kellen Moore and it was Mike McCarthy. And we've been waiting for the other shoe to drop because uh, we're so like accustomed to it in a Cowboys mm-hmm. big spot that Mike McCarthy just not going to be able to get it done. Mm-hmm. And Dak's going to mess up. Interesting spot in the game. 6 nothing. Defense is playing well. The offense is moving the ball. Take a field goal, right? No. They decided to go for it. Listen to the call from Troy Aikman. On fourth down and goal, leading by six. Well, I, I think I'd take the three. Prescott, touchdown. That is the fourth rushing touchdown in the brief postseason history for Dak Prescott. Made it look easy as he kept after the fake. That was the game. That was everything. And to me, that was Mike McCarthy dropping the mic on everyone. Fourth down. I know you think I'm not supposed to do this. I know you're going to question me tomorrow. I know everyone and their mother is saying, kick the field goal. Take the points. You've got the all-time great Troy Aikman, who has been critical of the Cowboys in recent years. He's saying, I would take the points. And McCarthy kind of standing there says, no, I trust Dak. They get it. It was a statement. They won that game. It was over at that point. But I feel like for Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore to have a good day in the playoffs when their first road game since 92, this is an awesome morning for Cowboys fans. Yeah, we got to give them their love. We killed Dak all week because of the interceptions, the pick six last week, and boy did him and Kellen Moore have a night. And Dak just was, he was so precise last night. They go no huddle, not only in the, at the end of the half, but also in the fourth quarter. And while they're doing that, Kellen Moore is getting him the plays, but we're watching Dak at the line of scrimmage, audible, moving guys around, getting into certain plays. And then when the ball snap, what was so impressive to me is Dak going through his progressions. Kyle said it in the highlight. It felt like we were just seeing chunk plays down the middle of the field all night long. The touchdown in the red zone, the first one, he's looking to the left, moves Logan Ryan to safety all the way over there and comes back to Dalton Schultz. It was so impressive how well they played and how well they executed. It wasn't just the fourth down going boot the naked boot where he runs in for the touchdown. It was the option play that they call. It was Dak scrambling on a third down, him rolling out to his left on it across his body, and then greeting Kellen Moore and Mike McCarthy on the sideline as they're celebrating. There was something about this Cowboy team last night, the energy, the belief. They went into the game with everybody talking about how great Tom Brady is. Mm-hmm. And I think they looked at it and they were just like, we're a better football team than Tampa Bay. We're a lot better than Tampa Bay. And everybody's trying to perch up 
Tom Brady because of how well he's played throughout his career, but that isn't this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team this year, and the Cowboys went out there and just dominated for the entire game. I couldn't agree with you more. All this attention and action was on Tampa, from myself included. Mm -hmm. Tampa has never been good. They've never figured it out. They've been a middling team at best all season, and they got crushed by a better team. All we had with the Bucs was this thing about, well, Brady, well, Brady. It reminded me in the, in the season finale when we just thought the Packers would beat the Lions yeah, yeah. because they have Rodgers. So they right. have, Well, it was the same exact game. It was never competitive. Uh, say this about the Cowboys. Eight-game road playoff streak, a losing streak, snapped. Mm-hmm. Can't beat Tom Brady, snapped. I think Mike McCarthy had one of the best nights in over a decade for yeah. himself. Mm-hmm. I really do. And it wasn't just the play call. Something different about it. He showed up with, like, a cartoon on his sweatshirt, right. and there was something diffusing about that. <laughs> it's some old-school logo that, like, kind of broke the Tension. Mm-hmm. Mike's body language gets really stiff sometimes. It wasn't. Look, he's just having a good time. It's down in Florida. It's warm. He's loose. He's he's aggressive. He's butt slapping. Like I haven't seen that Mike McCarthy since I feel like the early Rodgers years. He's always so tense and so gruff and like. It was a very positive night for Mike McCarthy, and I, I really respect it. Um, I will say this. This is not like the Cowboys are, have arrived. They're done. All the last quarter century is over. It was a really good win, and it's a really good morning for them. A few years back, uh, the Cowboys beat the Seahawks in Dak Prescott's other playoff win. And it was on a Saturday, and then it was just kind of over. And it's mm-hmm. this win that no one talks about or cares about from years ago. I would say to them, don't let this become that. You do, if you go to San Francisco and lose by 19 points next weekend, it's still the same old Cowboys. It's still the deal has been you have never reached a conference title game, let alone a Super Bowl since the 90s. And, and I hate to harp on this because I'm the guy who's always saying, why are we talking about the Cowboys? It's not earned. It's a lazy thing that TV people do to just throw that logo on and try to grab eyeballs. This is a deserved conversation after a butt whooping against a great all time quarterback last night. Keep it going. Keep it going. We are not, not, the rest of this is not gravy. You have not gotten monkey off your back. You are not made made guys now. You're not a friend of ours or you're a friend of yours. Keep it going. Great win. Still a lot of work to do, and I hope they do more. It's exciting. I like to see something fresh. Well, I assume they don't. They know it's not gravy. They got to go to San Francisco next weekend. We're going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, But I'm going to take that little cartoon logo on Mike McCarthy's sweatshirt. I'm going to put wheels on it. You know that cartoon when, like, the wheels start spinning and, like, that cartoon has to start leaning to go faster, faster? They haven't arrived, but they have to lean into this. Last This weekend, watching Josh Allen, I, I watched his body language. I like to watch a quarterback after a throw, mm-hmm. after an incompletion, like a sign, an adjective that comes to mind. It was like angry Josh Allen. He was frustrated with how he played. I kind of like aloof Dak Prescott, and I mean that as a compliment. He looks like he has this air about him in a game like that last night. And even in his postgame press conference, people were asking him about the kicker, Brett Maher, and he was like, I had a crappy game last week. That's our guy. We're going to come back. He's just like, I listen, I hear you. You think I'm being too risky? You think I'm putting my team in bad positions? Why don't you watch me and carry my team in the playoffs? It's like this. What ver- This version of him, mm. I like it because he's driving the ball down the field. It's convincing. He, he, he looks convicted to put points mm-hmm. on the board that it's not just – if you want to not be the same old Cowboys, then you don't go for three when you're at fourth and goal in the second quarter and you're up six nothing. If you want to, if you want to discontinue this same old Cowboys, your body language has to be different. Sometimes you fake it till you make it. I think he's making it. I think he's it's not faking it anymore. Like this version of mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, we are getting. I think while it was bumpy and uncomfortable at times, and change is uncomfortable. It was hard for us to watch. I think it might have been hard for him to live in, but I, I like it because this is what we're getting from a risky, a risk-taking mm-hmm. quarterback is more interceptions, 
but mm-hmm. points on the board on the road mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his quote after you, to what you said, he was like, "I'm Money Mayor's biggest fan. Yeah, I played like bleep a week ago. Yeah, and that was so impressive to acknowledge that. And he talked about it like I knew how big this game was, and he stepped up. He heard all the criticism, whether he was watching it or not, and it was just a beautiful performance last yeah. night. I can't I can't stress enough how weird the, the Brett Maher thing was, but yeah. this is how good the Cowboys were. When he starts missing extra points, you're like, oh, this is definitely going to burn them. This is absolutely the reason they're going to lose this game at the end. Yep. He missed another one, they're going to lose by three points. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter. They kicked their butts so much. I don't know what they're going to do moving forward about this. Like, Peter, it, since Chuck Knobloch, have you seen something like this where a guy can't make a kick? Oh, this is Nick Anderson at the free throw line. Right, it's just, yeah. it's, it's, we you call it the yips where he makes, he made two 60 yarders in a game this year. Yeah, and also, he's really good. He's a really good kicker. Which he also why? missed his last one in the previous game. So he missed the last one against the Commanders and then he came in and missed four here. So we'll get into this all week. Yeah. Do you just roll him out against San Francisco and be like, it's fine, it was an anomaly? Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. The, the golden money TV shot is usually like Mike McCarthy or Dak Prescott, they throw a pick, they make a bad decision, you go to Jerry Jones. Last night it was missed kick, go to Jerry Jones. Like, you mm-hmm. wanted to see mm-hmm. what Jerry Jones was going to mm-hmm. do. The camera Have followed to. the kicker into the lockers. Mm-hmm. Bone y'all still? All right, so that game was awesome. <laughs> but I don't know. <laughs> that game was awesome. We talked Dak Prescott, we talked Cowboys, but now we have to talk about the inevitable. we got to talk to our NFL Network insider, Tom Pelissero, right. about uh, Tom Brady and his future. And everyone's uh, looking at his press conference last night, what he said, what he looked like, his body language coming off the field. Tom, what do you know this morning? Well, Jamie, Tom Brady, as you showed, not giving any timetable on making a decision about his future. People close to Brady have been saying in recent weeks that all options are on the table. That, of course, would include retirement or potentially coming back and playing another season at age 46. That could be with the Bucks, an organization that he thanked after the game, saying it is a great place to be. Or he could land elsewhere, perhaps in Las Vegas, in a reunion with his old offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels. Now, one thing that people who know Brady have stressed is he's had a lot of changes in his life since a year ago when he retired, then unretired, and came back to the Bucks for another season. His children are on the East Coast. Family considerations will play into this as well. It's a lot for him to sort through as he moves forward, but as you saw in flashes through the course of the season, Tom Brady is still capable of playing at a high level. Last night, of course, a season-ending loss for the Bucks. Also a scary moment late in that game when wide receiver Russell Gage was immobilized carted off the field and taken to a local hospital after a collision on a pass route. Coach Todd Bowles said that Gage suffered a concussion, also being evaluated for potential neck injuries. Now, Gage was moving one of his feet. That could be seen on the broadcast. Bowles said he was moving his fingers as well. But again, a scary situation involving Russell Gage. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tuesday mornings, we do a segment called We In or We Out. Here's how it works. I tee up a statement, and my wonderful co-host will tell me if they are in or if they are out. And you guys at home, you guys can play along. Here's the first one. With a win over the Seahawks on Saturday, Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers are now just three wins away from a Super Bowl trophy. He's been there before, but he never got to hoist the Lombardi. And, of course, mm-hmm. they went to the NFC Championship a year ago, mm-hmm. and he was a part of the 28-3 crew in Atlanta. Here's the statement. A Lombardi trophy for Kyle Shanahan would do more for his legacy than any of the other seven head coaches left in the playoffs. Are we in or are we out, Jason McCordy? A Lombardi would be huge for Kyle Shanahan, but I am out on this one. Andy Reid is still in the playoffs, and Andy Reid's coaching career has been phenomenal. Ranked fifth all-time in regular season wins, and then he is ranked third in playoff wins, and he's only one win away from moving into second behind Bill Belichick. And as you look at that list of these playoff wins for these head coaches, a lot of them have, all of them have multiple Super Bowl wins. Landry, Bill Belichick, Andy Reid only has one. He's been there three times. An opportunity to get the second one, get into that conversation of multiple Super Bowl wins with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and what they have on that roster gives them a chance to win a few of them. And when they won back in 2019, that's what we were always saying. How many Super Bowls can Andy Reid win with this quarterback, Patrick Mahomes? It's only been one so far. Uh I think for his legacy, he needs to get multiple Super Bowl wins with Patrick Mahomes. I think this year is a great opportunity to do that more than the Shanahan legacy, Andy Reid, to me. I want to make a clarification in these answers that, like, if we pick a coach, it's not, I'm not saying that I think he is going to win. I don't think, like, his path is easy. It's like, if he wins. If Doug Peterson yeah. wins another Talk Super Bowl, it, yeah. Talk about his, uh, he is on a list with Dick Vermeil, Don Shula, Dan Reeves, Bill Parcells. They, the list goes on of coaches that have led two teams to Super Bowls. But to mm-hmm. win with two different teams and the teams in which he got there, that Philadelphia Eagles team and the quarterback situation he went through there, this Jaguars team, what he took over. If he were to win in those two franchises, the teams that he had mm-hmm. in those seasons, again, he's going up against our guy uh, mm-hmm. with multiple statues mm-hmm. in a lot of Winston different Churchill. places. Yeah. Yes. Winston Churchill. Exactly. We were in London and we were talking about if Doug Peterson wins the Super Bowl with Jacksonville, would he get a second statue like yeah. he has in Philadelphia? And they were like, who has more than one statue? We decided Winston Churchill has like seven. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe he'll get there eventually. And he might get one in London as they are the Jaguars' second year. 
incredible. Doug Peterson next to Churchill. Yeah. Well, he'll win a Super Bowl with Jacksonville, and then they'll fire him a couple years later, and then he'll sure. win one with the Texans or something. Uh, Peter, I, I'm out on I'm out on Shanahan. Shanahan already has this crazy amount of respect, and he's looked mm-hmm. at as like a genius. Uh, I think Sean McDermott already has looked at it kind of a legend because he broke the playoff drought and he has the Bills in the playoffs. Peterson, we mentioned. Dayball is interesting because if Dayball wins the Super Bowl this year, he'll be like the new McVay, like the genius, like the uh. brilliant. But listen, I'm, I'm going last night. I'm going to Big Mike. I'm going yep. Mike McCarthy <laughs> because I mentioned all those guys. Uh, some of those guys I mentioned don't even have Super Bowls. They all have a lot of respect. I don't know what the respect level is from Mike McCarthy generally and whether that's wrong or right. Jamie was listing people who have two Super Bowl wins as head coaches. Doing it years and years apart is very rare. Normally, you stack them together in a nice little bunch. You got the same quarterback, maybe the same team. If Mike won one with Dallas and did what about 50 other Dallas catch coaches could not do under Jerry Jones, and if he did it with Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, Peter, then the Hall of Fame conversation starts with Mike McCarthy. Them's the rules. You have two Super Bowl wins. You have tons of other wins. You have Hall of Fame players. Can you imagine that? It's amazing what a couple of playoff wins will do for you. I think it's Mike. I I think it's Mike also. Do you? And I think, yeah, because I think Kyle Shanahan gets that ultimate respect, and Mm. everyone says, well, he's... Mike is often, you know, he's always on the hot seat. Every day he's on the hot seat. If they go 13 wins, they go 14 wins. If they lose in the playoffs, on the hot seat. Mike winning last night was huge. And I think, to your point, to win two and bookend them for 2010 and then 2023 yes. with two different teams yes. and two legendary franchises. True. you got to put Mike McCarthy in that conversation of, like, not only great yeah. coaches, but, like, one of the all-time greats. Can I throw Bowls. another name at you? Yeah. Zach Taylor. Gosh. Back-to-back Super Bowls. He wins one. He brings the Bengals to Super Bowl. Then it's like, geez, Zach Taylor in this AFC would be amazing. Yeah, especially at his age. Yeah. yeah. He's a younger guy. Could make a case for all of them, huh? Yeah. I interpret the word legacy more to the Mike McCarthy experience, like the longevity of it. Yeah. Like Zach Taylor is just at the yeah, beginning, yeah, yeah. like when I think of the word legacy. Yeah. 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 Such a cool career. Like, Peterson and McCarthy were both fired. Yes. Like, that's mm-hmm. cool to go yeah, back and win. Cool. All right, let's go uh, to the second question here because we really got into Lamar yesterday, and I think it's still a hot topic. Mm-hmm. We'll be dissecting all the stuff about Lamar, his injury, the offseason, but let's take a first whack at it right now as we're two days removed from the Ravens being removed from the playoffs. Here's a look at some of the potential free agent quarterbacks this season. Now, of course, guys can be franchise tag. They can be exclusive franchise tag. They can be non-exclusive franchise tag. There's a lot here. Here's my statement. The Jets should do everything in their power to acquire Lamar Jackson this offseason. Are we in or are we out, Jason McCourty? So many variables dictate this, but Lamar Jackson's health down the stretch. We talked about this, and not just the knee this year, but ongoing. There's been practices missed, all of that, illness, different things. I'm in. New York Jets, if you can go get Lamar Jackson with the way their defense played this year, they rank at the top of every stat you can look at defensively. Points allowed, yards allowed, top five and all of those things. As soon as you flip over to the other side and you start looking at the offense, they're at the bottom of the NFL in every category. They just moved on part of ways with their offensive coordinator, so that opens up the door to get somebody that can run an offense that best helps Lamar Jackson, Jackson to succeed, and they have weapons on the outside, probably more than he's ever had at Baltimore, which would allow him a ton of success. New York Jets, you're ready to win right now. If you're going to give up to go get Derek Carr, somebody like that, if you have an opportunity to go get Lamar Jackson, go all in, put your assets up, and bring LJ to the Big Apple. Yeah, the Jets moved on from Michael Floor. They also moved on from their offensive line coach, right? Mm-hmm. So it's going to be a new look mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets. 
I am also very far Ooh. in on this. I think it would be hot fodder within the AFC to have Lamar Jackson come to New York. But I think if you have the money and you have the investment capital to do so, revamp your offensive line, get guys in there. To Peter's point yesterday, you said the Ravens have built this team around what Lamar can do. Go out and get a couple of guys for your trench that can work with a quarterback, that can run, get an offensive line coach that knows how to handle the situation. And he's still has a long future, Lamar Jackson does. You can build your team now. You can do it with the wide receivers that you have and the defense that you have and the coach, the head coach that you have. I'm in on it. I love this option. I like the idea of the Jets getting a free agent quarterback because I don't trust them to draft another one. <laughs> we can only have so many whips. Like, go out, go out and get somebody. I think I like the fit with the team. How do you like the fit with the city? L- Lamar is extremely mercurial, the no agent thing, the mysteriousness about his health condition, all that type of stuff. I don't know how that fits in New York. And I don't know if, it, listen, he seems like an awesome guy. His teammates are singing this week about how much they love him. I just know how that works sometimes. I've seen guys come to this market, and it's not an overrated thing. The knives are out. It's much much more intrusive, much more exploratory in every single mo- moment of your career and your life. I don't know if Lamar would like that. I don't know if the media would like that. Of course, he's a great athlete. You put him out there in the Jets, and it sounds awesome. They have a superstar. Is it a, is it an eight, nine, ten-year thing with Lamar Jackson? Because that's what you're paying him for. I don't know about the, if I like the fit. I think it's a certain type of athlete, and I think he likes to live in his own world. You don't do that here. Yeah, unfortunately, let's you can't. say the Ravens franchise tag and put one of those franchise tags, what would usually be if it's one of those non-exclusives, to not get into the contract yeah. minutia, probably have to trade two first-round yeah. picks mm-hmm. and pay him $250 million. So it's yeah. a huge investment. Economically speaking, do you rather have Derek Carr and say, okay, we trade to the Raiders a third-round pick and we restructure his contract? That's mm-hmm. the only thing, because once you give all that money mm-hmm. to Lamar, then do you have the money left to, re- yeah. to pay Garrett Wilson eventually. Mm. To Speak pay. to the solid Williams. Williams. What's, what's the fit there? Oh, he, think, wants, he wants, he likes this I think Salah would dig Lamar. Superstar? I think, I think so. Yeah. Superstar, tough, yeah. and like uh-huh. runs and, uh-huh. and, and plays in a way that is, that is really advantageous for a defense because he can control the yeah. ball. I think, I think it's a great fit. The city thing's interesting. You know, remember when Randy Johnson came here and he was this big superstar? Don't talk big, back to me. Get he, out of my face. He pushed a camera guy down. Yeah, Lamar's not doing it's that. It's not Lamar, right? But like, but like, even the biggest superstar stars come to New York and yeah. the media can can eat you whole and mm-hmm. I think Baltimore media has done a pretty good job but the fan base in Baltimore is so pro Lamar that mm-hmm. in this town look how quick they turned on Zach yeah. Wilson yeah. Mm. but I think true. actually what Lamar has done with being so insular is like maybe he actually has the protective mechanism to guard against that it's interesting right. you think I was sold on him before uh, this uh, outstanding uh, uh, a game for the Cowboys. I'm, uh, uh, I've uh, gone up a notch. He's gone up a notch. We talk a lot about the Cowboys. We talk about them good. We talk about them bad. We just like to watch them. But you could hear that in Jerry's voice last night. Big win. Big win for the organization, for Mike McCarthy. Kyle, what'd you make of it? It was a great night. And listen, I'm usually the Cowboy skeptic, but mm-hmm. it, it was an awesome night from start to finish. I started the show by saying Mike McCarthy was loose and fun and aggressive, and I loved it. Jerry is amazing. Dak was amazing. It's a wild card win. It's a great one. You needed it. You got it. 
You are an organization built on championships and banners and Hall of Famers. It's a nice wild card win. You got to get a lot more. And I will still still stick to my take. I, I still don't think I, I'm 100% positive Mike McCarthy will be the head coach of the Cowboys next season. I still don't. I think, Even still. I think the Sean Payton thing looms too large. Yeah. And I, I listen, this is not a morning to crap on the Cowboys. I'm not doing it. If you're asking me my opinion, I think if they lose by three touchdowns to the Cowboys next or to the Niners next week, yeah, I think the Sean Payton thing is still real. I still do. I yeah. I, until it's not, I won't. I think the 49ers are a locomotive. And if you had told me on Sunday, Day, you know, hey, Cowboys win tomorrow and they go play the 49ers. I would say, oh, well, I mean, 49ers would be heavy. Cowboys look better than any team in football uh, last night. I mean, I think they look better than the 49ers did on Saturday, even though the Niners' score was far greater. The Niners came out a little slow out of that yeah. gate and then they kind of rolled against an inferior team. Um, that was the best version of the Cowboys we've seen since that Vikings win. Mm-hmm. When they went into mm-hmm. Minnesota and beat them mm-hmm. about 40-3. to three. Yep. And it's been months since then. So, I, look, I think Jerry should be happy in this game. I see those two logos. Obviously, we'll go through all the history with the Cowboys oh and the 49ers. Gosh, it's it's beautiful. a beautiful thing in beautiful. sports. Especially out in the Bay. I yeah. think of all those memories. Oh, Kansas my thing. God. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a real one. This isn't going to be a walkover. I, I don't think yet. I, I, I can't just say Niners by 20. Not after last night. Yeah, I can't either. Yeah, it looked good. And, Jerry said exactly what you would expect him to say. I mean, during that game, as they showed him and his suite and his family and they're celebrating, like, that is a great night. Playoff football, win or go home. And you get a victory like that, you're fired up. I mean, last night he's probably ready to give McCarthy an extension, but it's all in the moment. And to your point, Kyle, now everything fast forward to next week. Now we have to get ready and prepare for that one. But Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Kellamore, they put on a performance last night, and Jerry Jones reacted the exact way we all did. We're sitting at home on our couch like, my goodness, Mike McCarthy – was brilliant. Jay, you know when you're out to dinner with game. a couple and you're having drinks this thing, you're like, we should do this more. Yes. We should do this every <laughs> year. Why don't we do this? And then you're like, next one, you're like, I'm not calling. I'm not. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. They were they were drunk on the experience last night. Yeah. You know what I find so interesting is like the NFC East experience that we've had with not only the Cowboys, but this is the third time ever that three teams from the same division have made it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This year, of course, it's Cowboys and Giants. Round, right? The yeah. divisional round. Yeah. Right? Happened in 97. Happened in 92. The Cowboys were involved in 92. What'd they do in 92? They won it all. all. Great team. I know. Great team. Interesting. Interesting. The the new look at the playoffs and the three teams from one division like beating up on each other all season long, and now we're getting a great Cowboys experience. Hmm. It's our new Good Morning Football playoff mantra, what Jerry Jones said. I've gone up a notch. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing here on Good Morning <laughs> Football, all right? You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't me? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Tuesday mornings, we're joined by Scott Pioli, a yep. three-time Super Bowl champion who was with New England, he was with Kansas City, he was with Atlanta, he is now with us here. Scott, welcome to Good Morning. Hey, Scott. Well, how are you, my friend? Good morning, crew. How is everyone today? Good. Awesome. Oh, we're doing great. Look, what were your thoughts mm-hmm. watching Tom walk off the field on Monday night, and where is this thing going forward? You know, Peter, I had a lot of time to think about, like all of us did, because as we saw that game going, it was such a blowout. We knew that this was going to be the last game of the season for Tommy. And, you know, people are kind of trying to speculate as to what he's going to do and what do we think he's going to do. And honestly, I don't have an opinion on what he's going to do because I know that Tom doesn't know what he's going to do yet. And that's the thing right now. Last year was a very, very tough year for him. You know, I listened to you earlier, Peter, you mentioned the loss to the to the Rams, the eventual Super Bowl champion, how that how exhausting that was for him, how exhausting that season was for him. Then he goes through that awkward retirement, which when that happened, I knew that that wasn't for real. Or I guessed that that wasn't for real. His heart just didn't see him in retirement. And then he goes through all of his family situation and the divorce this year. This has been a really emotional year. What I do know about Tommy is that sometimes he is very, I don't want to say impulsive, but he's certainly emotional and reacts emotionally. And then there's other times he's exceedingly thoughtful. After what happened last offseason, I really think that he's going to sit down and take quite a bit of time to figure this out because right now he doesn't know. And I could kind of see at that reaction, you know, when he came off the field as he was entering a tunnel, he saw his mom and his dad. He gave them both a, uh, a quick hug and a kiss and his sister Nancy was there. I would think that when, when something ends for him, he's going to have a lot more time to think about it and be a lot more emotional. You know what, Scott, specifically, though, I want to I want to ask you when you look at how the makeup of Tampa as a team looks and you know how Tom Brady played within that system this year do you if let's say if he does play again is Tampa the system is that the team is that the place physically for him to be or are there other teams that you think in this current state that they're in more ripe for him to land at. Jamie, I don't know if it's so much the system as it is going to be his surrounding and supporting cast. Because remember, when he went to Tampa Bay, that was a very strong team from a personnel standpoint. They were built that year, not I don't want to say for a one-year run, but they pushed a lot of chips in. Different but similar to what the Rams did to get their world championship. So in addition to Tommy going there, it wasn't just the system. Tommy's system is what Tommy is, and that's the way it's going to be. So to me, if he does play for another team next year or whatever team he plays for, he's probably going to be looking for a supporting cast and a very strong roster that he knows that he can not only have players to distribute the ball to, but most importantly, make sure that he's protected and also has a good running game so he can work off of his play action, which is one of the most important parts of his game. 
here's the thing, Scott. There was fodder in early December when Jimmy Garoppolo went down with the 49ers that, oh, wow, what an amazing mm. story that would be if Tom Brady could go back and play for his childhood team. Yeah. And then Brock Purdy starts playing, and Brock Purdy has yet to lose a game as a starter. You were a part of the Patriots' front office when Drew Bledsoe went down. Tom Brady stepped in. Now it seems like an obvious choice that the Pats went with Brady. But was that decision that easy at the time? And how do the 49ers handle this challenge they have this offseason with a quarterback decision? Mm. Jamie, this is a good problem to have because when you look at this on the surface, the major similarity between the 49ers situation and what we had in the Patriots was that an injury created opportunity for an unknown quarterback. But as you talked about, you know, the 49ers started their season with Trey Lance, then it was Jimmy G, and then Brock Purdy, who Kyle was able to develop and that entire staff was able to develop. But to me, what's really interesting about this is you've got three starting level quarterbacks on that roster right now. Jimmy G's on a one-year contract contract you know in December and late November we were talking about well will Jimmy G be back I think that Brock Purdy's play has told us Jimmy G is no longer going to be there at the end of the season but when you're the 49ers you're sitting there looking at two starting level quarterbacks that are both under rookie contracts that is gold because when you have two quarterbacks under rookie contracts you have a unbelievably manageable salary cap situation but you also have two players that are going to compete to be a starting to be the starting quarterback and as we know competition brings out the best in people as players and sometimes it brings out the worst but my guess is with these two it'll bring out meaning Trey Lance and Brock Purdy it'll bring out the absolute best in those players so this is a fantastic situation quite honestly that the 49ers are going to be looking forward to in 2023. Yeah, it's going to be a fascinating one that we'll all be watching. Quarterback question marks aplenty. Down in Baltimore, they're dealing with their own quarterback question marks. Lamar Jackson has been the storyline for the entire week. How do you see this stuff with him and the Ravens playing out throughout the offseason? Jason, you know, the way I see this playing out is Baltimore has to find a way to get this done. And hopefully Lamar will find a deal and be offered a deal that he eventually is comfortable with. But here's the bottom line. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, you're really sitting in the driver's seat because what they do have is the ability to impose the franchise tag on Lamar. You know, Lamar's a very strong and smart young man, and you never know how someone is going to respond to the franchise tag when they receive it. But what that will do, that will allow there to be focus once emotions are eliminated, if the if the Ravens have to use the franchise tag, it'll allow emotions to be eliminated after some time and hopefully a long-term deal get done. But to me, I cannot see any situation where the Baltimore Ravens let Lamar go and let him end up in another situation because until you have a solution, you can't create a problem. But, Scott, they're already partying in the streets here in New York City, and they've photoshopped his face into a million different Jets uniforms. Are you telling them they should stop the celebration? (laughs) Yeah, I I think they should stop the celebration. (laughs) Well, um, we're celebrating uh, an incredible new name, Monty Ossenfort, and I say new, just the new across uh. the country. Uh, he is a Minnesota native. He's 44 years old. And he's the new general manager of the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals, who have the number three pick in the draft mm. and a brand new GM and a lot of change with a new head coach coming. Scott, you have history with this gentleman, Monty Ossenfort. Tell us about him. 
Yeah, I, you know, Kyle, I was just shocked. You said 44 years old. You know, so I met Monty back when he was 24 years old. He had just finished, finished like a summer internship or a part-time internship with the Houston Texans. And, and I, he, he was in a coffee shop actually contemplating whether or not he was going to become an FBI agent. He didn't know where his life was headed. And I called him, interviewed him, talked to him, and gave him one of our entry-level scouting positions. And he did a year of that, and he essentially kind of came to me and said, hey, take this job and shove it. I think I've got an opportunity down in Houston. Because those entry-level personnel assistant jobs, man, they are tough sledding. There's a lot that's learned, but it's really tough. And, and Monty wasn't too crazy about that job, so he goes down to Houston for two years. And then two years later, you know, he and I remain in contact, and it was a, a perfect set of circumstances where we had a full-time area scouting position open up. Monty's contract was up. He wanted to come back. So we essentially, you know, had this spot. Hey, Monty, I said to him, please come home. He came back and he then remained for another, I want to say it was like 14 years, was able to win four Super Bowls at the Patriots during that time. But, you know, Monty, when we hired him way back, he was, uh, you know, a former quarterback at that powerhouse, Minnesota Duluth. So he knew football. He was smart, incredibly hard worker, really a grinder. But he, um, you know, I'm so happy for him, so proud of him. The Arizona Cardinals have hired a guy, again, who's smart, who's thoughtful, and really is going to do a really good job, I believe. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in! Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it! Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.